your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. everybody we are back for episode 83 howdy hello that's your intro yep they know who we are they know what they're listening to it's it's not they're like oh man we thought this actually we thought this was a good podcast it's it's the undisclosed show i take it back there's a guy um, who actually reached out to us, said he just started listening. He wanted to get us or wanted to find us on iTunes, but uh, for now he had to download something else to listen. He said, I can't believe I have 82 episodes to catch up on. Godspeed, sir. If you find us on iTunes, let me know. Did you tell him not to get his hopes up? <laughs> no, I didn't. You're like, listen, all, all 82 of those isn't going to be gold. There's going to be some that, you're just going to suffer fool, through some fool's gold. Yep. You're just going to have to deal with it. There might be one or two shining moments of brilliance, but the rest of it is just stumbling through trying to sound like we know what we're doing. New listener challenge. Count all the sneezes. And if you listen, hmm. sneezes or nose blows, sneezes, nose blows, nose blows. If you listen, if you have it really loud, you can probably hear Jake in the background too. So, Count those all up and let us know what you come back with, and then we can say Jake is Travis's dog, which you guys need to know that because there's no camera, it's not a person that's noisy that lives with him, it's a little <laughs> black dog. I would hope that someone think someone who might have heard him didn't think it was a person, although I know just slobbering and licking everything in sight. There are people who do that, but they don't live with me. No, uh-uh. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. I could just take that and run with it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I've said too much already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. That could have been a really wild detour. That's true. Not that we don't detour ever. No, considering we're over an hour late just recording this because we talked about music for an hour prior to it. <laughs> That's that's what's really funny is like for an RC podcast, we talk about music so freaking much. <laughs> like, yeah, I need to. I keep thinking about having this idea where, you know, because we always get into these conversations before the show, and I always think that recording the like fifteen or twenty minutes because we never start on time, like fifteen or twenty minutes before we actually start recording, might be kind of interesting. I did that with track walk for a while, and that was kind of fun. But, There'd be a lot of editing out bad words and stuff that other people just shouldn't hear. I mean, about. there's there. Well, there there would have. I mean, there's no way I could edit all of it out. Yeah, is the first thing. <laughs> so, like, it would it it would have to be patrons only, and those people have they would know what they're getting. But even then, it would bite even, us in the ass. Oh, even point, even then, yeah, there's some. <laughs> Because we're pretty, like, we're pretty loose with our opinions on stuff in private. 
<laughs> or we're talking about things like my photo comment. So yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it, it wouldn't be for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fun to think about though. But anywho, yeah, actually well, we have decent content for tonight though. We have a lot of questions. We have some filming to talk about because you actually got to go out and do some crawling, which you hadn't really done since what September, October, since our last filming trip. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, like, you actually, like, got out and participated in the hobby for a bit and have some stuff to talk about, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, we checked out a new spot up here near, it's about 45 minutes away from me, like, southeast of me, and uh, on, on I-90 up here in, like, Seattle area, and it's, uh, I guess, a fairly popular crawling spot for South Sound people, like, everyone calls it the slab. And so we went out there to go check stuff out um, because it is relatively close to me. And we, heard, you know, we'd never been there before. So we were like, all right, we'll go see what it's about. Cause we've got like, we have our sort of big three or four here that is up North, which is if you're, you've heard us refer to it before, which is Cap Sani, um, Mount Erie deception pass. And sometimes what is it? Washington park. Yeah. So the, those are, those have been like our staples forever as far as what like natural terrain will go crawl at. Um, but I don't go crawling very much because I live closer to like Metro Seattle. Like I'm right on the outside of Metro Seattle. So there's not really a lot of that near me, but the weird thing about this area is you, if you drive 45 minutes East and you're basically in mountains. So that's what we did. So we went and checked this spot out. Now it's it kind of funny. Someone, uh, I, Nick LaRusso asked it in his first question, which I'll get to later. But um, he said he was envious of our crawl spots. And I was, I remember showing up to it, like being a little bit disappointed with it. I know. It's but, funny because a lot of people were like, oh, the slab, that's sick, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Love that One place. of these days I'll have to get up there and check out some of the stuff you guys have. And it's like, dude, if you love the slab, you're going to, wet your pants over what we have up here because yeah. it puts the slab to shame granted it was fun it was good for filming but like i don't think i would go there just for the hell of it to drive because it wasn't anything that outstanding i think i'm know? going too soon once i get my discover pass i think i'm going too soon i really want to take just the bronco and go see if i can kind of loop it because there yeah. was a lot that we didn't do there and there's probably some hidden areas that we probably could have went and find. I mean, it's just, yeah, basically this big, this big rock in the Snoqualmie river. And so it, we, we went and checked that out. We drove the Ecto there and I did the filming for it. I actually filmed my power wagon for a little while, which was cool. And then um, I got to drive while uh, Jay filmed it, which was pretty neat. Um, I still have to sift through all that footage and start preparing that video. And then, we did the moon buggy for a while. I got to drive that. That was exciting. And the, I got to launch the rift into uh, some higher elevation a couple times. Broke a servo. The, so that, that was, was, that was pretty fun. funny. That was a good time. We probably did. I, I think it's been posted now, at least on the SOR Instagram, but um, we sent the rift trying to do a little bit of a, faux hill climb with it <laughs> and it, uh, <laughs> there were a lot of failures but the ones that turned out were cool there was probably like 
30 runs we took at that thing yeah it was i had to guess like yeah the small little rock ledge that just ended up being the biggest like booter jump ever that threw you like right into the face of the hill yeah (laughs) like all rock no dirt so there was just you know no cushion whatsoever you're just hitting solid mass and it i mean nothing's broken on it still other than than you know servo servo, but that's not we fully we 100 deserved to break that servo because we were being oh yeah 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 Um, absolutely but i mean (laughs) honestly it it was it was worth the video and definitely worth worth the laughs because that was probably the most entertaining part of the day honestly definitely yeah so yeah that was that was a good time so we did that um and yeah filmed the ecto that was kind of that was more or less the main purpose of why we were out there um a lot of the spots i haven't gotten to film most of the big spots yet surprisingly um but cap sandy has always been our default i filmed cap sandy last year um but very little of that footage ever actually made it out there because i don't know you can I, say it you can say it's because of me trying to do hard no lines it wasn't that <laughs> no it wasn't it wasn't that it was that i had I, there were two things wrong one it's not an easy place to film it was very busy that day and so it was very yeah. difficult because it's also it's a it's a fairly popular tourist spot too because it's one of those places where people like to just drive park their car and just look for a while and so we went out there i had a really tough time kind of getting shots without people because that's my whole thing is i like to try and like perspective film as much as i can but on top of that i for whatever reason all the video turned out really dark and so somewhere i jacked up my brightness settings or whatever when i was recording and so everything that i recorded that day just really just didn't turn out and oh, weird because that was a sunny day no the, the lighting was fine and so that's why i don't understand it it weird. came out super dark that's why i never really did anything with any of it because it was like honestly the, the the footage quality was just garbage because of it like i just i couldn't save it i don't know how it happened i don't know what i did i've never experienced that since um because it was a i mean i don't think there was a cloud in the sky so yeah, really strange. So that nothing really ever happened to that footage. We did some Instagram shorts with it, but that was of like the best stuff that we could pull out. And so that would, the intent was we were trying to do more stuff to promote EPX and we ended up just having to use all of the footage we got from when we went to Roslyn, but that turned out to be more than enough. So this go around, we wanted to do something with the Ecto because um, we were we were a tiny bit late to the party just because it's it's such an ordeal for us to go and do anything, especially you know since I I can't do stuff during the week. So we went and we filmed that, and that was kind of fun to watch, and it was cool to see that car in action because as a lot of people have kind of figured out by now, it's pretty much a a cageless gatekeeper with a front bumper. And it was really cool, actually, to see the way that, that it crawled and how it kind of handled that terrain. The slab wasn't, like, as, as gnarly as the places that we've been, um, but it did film very well, and I think it was still a pretty decent proving ground. Like, it definitely wasn't easy, but the grip was good, too, for the weather we were getting to, which was kind of off and on rain. 
and granted that's a box stock rtr with stock tires no wheel weights no you know no anything and so i mean really a lot of how well it did and the stuff we were able to get was just due to the fact that it's got like a really awesome super like low rider stance to it yeah yeah crawls really good for a trailing arm car though I, yeah i love the way that thing sits i love the way it drives i am becoming more and more of a fan of those generals i think those are so cool looking and for something like that where it's like kind of gives us impression of more of like an old timey sort of build like what people are doing with the power wagons like mine it for whatever reason it just looks at home on there and it's I really love the way that looks. The yellow I wasn't as stoked about in the beginning, but it's definitely growing on me now. And especially after I filmed it, it turned out really well in those shots. So I don't Which, know. Which Brad had some comments about that too in our questions later, so we can kind of talk about the yellow. And um, I know some of the reasons behind why it was yellow and stuff I guess I should include that comment that he mentioned all that in because I did not do that. That's all right. We'll get to it, but no, it's it. It was a really fun rig. It, I've the two times that I've gotten it out, like I've actually done some fairly aggressive like lines with it and gotten it pretty twisted up, and the servo hasn't crapped out or anything. So I'm actually super happy about that. I mean, you know, it's I I don't know. I kind of want to just leave it as an RTR and not really do a whole lot to it other than just cosmetics because I'm pretty pumped on just the fact of it being just a really really lightweight rig and the tires are starting to break in really really good and so with them getting you know some nice feathered out worn out edges it's going to be cool to actually see like how capable those tires are without anything else like lending aid to how the car is working so i think that'll be really cool because i agree with you i think the tires look pretty rad I, I do like those generals a lot so i i it is kind of fascinating about that rtr that like even i think the next closest to it is the trail runner in the sense of rtrs that you get and you don't really want to do anything to it you sort of just want to leave it as it is but even the trail runner you know you can swap it out with like the night custom stuff and everything and you know make it an actual like scaled toyota but for whatever yeah. reason, the Ecto really is just at home the way it is. Like I, I look at one and I'm not really sure, besides maybe color, what I would even want to do with one. But honestly, the yellow's grown on me at this point. So I, I'd like to cut the grill out and do some sort of painted like black wire mesh where the grill is. I think that would look that'd really be cool. cool. Yeah, I'm just, there's definitely some smaller detail items you could do. But I mean, it's definitely not something where I'm thinking like, would you want to body swap it? No. Do you want to put different tires on it? Well, no. Like, it, I think that body in a different color people will probably love, which I'm excited to try that. You know, yeah. speaking of servos with that thing too, you know, I was talking about how it didn't die. Yeah. Something that I just realized also, it's never once cut out or browned out on me getting it wedged like that. No, that's true. There I, were some tight spots. Well, th there was the very first video I posted of it from when I was at Mount Erie with it, I was going up this face and then trying to like hang a sharp right and basically like pivot off like the slider or in this case, like the side of the body and like go up onto this other shelf. And I got really bound up for a second. I was like, oh man. And then you can kind of like watch it pop loose, you know, and like 
kind of resettle. And it's just like, man, I can't believe I didn't break anything just then, you know? And like that happened a few times out of the slab and it's held up really good. So supposedly that's a new updated RTR servo that is different from what the original ones had, which honestly, I never used any of the stock servos really because we sort of just like built everything that we had. So I don't know. I mean, like part of the, part of the, like the whole thing with that rift, that, or I mean, excuse me, the Ecto, um, I want to just kind of see like how long an RTR will last with just like regular kind of driving that we do and just see how long it'll go before stuff starts dying. Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I, th I think it will. I mean, we don't really abuse stuff horribly compared to some people. So, I mean, I, I have a feeling that that servo is going to last a long time and surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, other than that, I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun rig. Um, yeah. It, it was really fun putting that video together and it filmed very well out there and that spot, I think filmed even better than it was to crawl, which was kind of one of my weirder takeaways from Sunday was, um, it for whatever reason the perspective through video and photo just made the place look so much more awesome than it was which not saying it wasn't but it was crazy the contrast so that was kind of that was kind of interesting so i came away with a lot of decent footage so now that the ecto video is done i need to i need to chop up some smaller stuff and then yeah i'll be doing the a power wagon one and then the moon buggy next you know what was nice aside like Beside the fact that I had to like get on my stomach and like really hunker down for a lot of pictures, a lot of what we drove and filmed worked out to where a lot of it was like chest to eye level. Yeah. You know, like because yeah, there's nice. so many like trenches and stuff. So you're not like killing yourself trying to like lean over and get this good perspective shot. Instead, you can practically walk beside it and get really good footage. So I think that's part of the reason why all that turned out so good too is it's just. I don't know that area like you said it just really lent itself to good yeah. video. Yeah. I definitely think Yeah, I definitely think I haven't gotten everything there that I need to get. I think there's a lot of cool stuff I can still do with that spot, so we'll see. I might I might try whenever I go out there with my Bronco, I might try and play around with some stuff and see what I can what I can come away with and see if I can get a little video of the day made, but yeah, it, it was it was it was a cool it was a cool little trip. Especially nice to go do something like that at a place like that that is not far from me. So, because that gives me honestly, if if nothing else, that gives me a spot that's close enough to me that I can go test and test reliably. Right. Um, and that's that to me is really important. So, decent traction for it being raining out there too. Or yeah, I I'm, guess kind of misting. I guess I should say more or less. We had legit rain at one point, but it really like the grip still was solid so yeah it was yeah i i think the grip there was better than uh eerie but not as good as cap sandy it kind of falls somewhere in the middle you definitely. know where the ecto would look really great actually that would be good for filming and pictures is washington park because of how desert and like red clay all the yeah looks there. yeah I, it's I not super foresty like it looks like utah or somewhere in pictures so yeah that 
that would probably be a really cool spot. But I mean, again, that's somewhere that you just can't go if it's wet or rainy <laughs> because you'll end up on your butt and hurt yourself. Oh, definitely. Incredibly steep terrain there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, as far as my, as far as my analysis of the Ecto, I think it's, I think it's pretty fun. I think it's, I think it's market is a little bit limited because you can kind of just get a gatekeeper kit, but it's still a cool RTR on its own. It's just for me, there's not really anything I would do to it. So if I got one, I would just, just, just have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would exactly. just, I would just like, leave I mean, it the way it is. Like I said, I only want to do cosmetic stuff to it. I mean, there is a pretty good amount of people I've noticed from just like, you know, cruising the element groups and stuff that, like there was a lot of guys who were like, oh, you know, Gatekeeper actually works really good, but the cage is really top heavy and stuff. And so, I mean, I thought it was cool that they actually like listen to what people are saying and asking I for. I think so too. They delivered it. I think so too. I'm really not, uh, even now, I'm still not that much of the opinion that the Gatekeeper cage was as top heavy. I think that I don't think it held it back. Ours worked really. Ours good. worked really well, and I think I think the mistake that people were making in, in truth, <laughs> yes, there is absolutely a CG change, but car setup does exist. You know, like yeah. you, you, can, you can you can change things in mind for that. Like the gatekeeper that that I have sitting on the bench now, I just did the shocks in over the weekend, and you know, a lot of people like to find that like middle thirty five range, and I'm I put forty in it for shock oil. And I mean, think that's good. Yeah. That's we need really to play good. some springs and we got like a really heavy rear tire on the back, but yeah, I think between this and the little things that I'm, that I'm playing with on it right now, like I think it's going to crawl super good, even with all of that on it. So I think that that's, that's a big thing. Like you can't put a lot of these guys, put especially in the, like the warmer climates put what is essentially water viscosity oil in their shocks. And yeah, if you do that and you have your gatekeeper cage on there, and if you don't have anything attached to it, it's not going to do that well. Like you definitely have to compensate, whether that's in oil or in springs. So I never really bought into that. Um, I mean, we did that. We 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 the shot that video. This, yeah, we we shot that video while we were in Roslyn of the gatekeeper because that was you know that was the whole one of the big reasons we even went. And um, I mean, it, it crawled great. What I would tell people like gatekeeper owners that are maybe a little bit dissatisfied with how it crawls. Um, we almost put a, a spare on it, like right from the get go, but I felt like it was a little undersprung stock and I felt like the sway bar was a little bit soft. Um, I think the sway bar is perfect on the Ecto because it doesn't have that extra weight. So it is a little bit firmer feeling on the yeah. Ecto, but on the gatekeeper, I switched to just, uh, which when you buy the sway bar kit from Element, you do have optional bars. I've never tried that because I went for just looks and bought like a Amazon cheapy aluminum, uh, aluminum armed sway bar for it. And it was stiffer. And with like the cage and the body and the spare tire and stuff, that stiffer sway bar helped a bunch. But doing the IFS black springs, which I don't know, the weight of them you know i don't know the rating uh that's something for whatever reason they didn't publish that but the black springs for the ifs in the rear on a gatekeeper worked really really well and like trav said with like 
40 to 42 5 maybe 45 depending where you are if it's really hot would probably be a really good setup i think that people would be really happy with um the ecto right out of the box i think it's it's perfect the way it is but, yeah yeah but i mean but I, I, I don't know i mean i'm just you know then again we're like geeks about setup and stuff so. yeah but i mean it's at the same time it's the difference between the perception of if something works or something doesn't like yeah i, I in the gatekeeper context you almost need to set it up you need to almost approach it like it's a, like an it's an eight scale vehicle like a or like a large scale vehicle like a rift you know like you almost need to kind of think about it in that sense in terms of what you know, what you're going to be doing with your shocks, your springs, your sway bar setup, all of that, your positioning of all your geometry. Like it's not, I think that people definitely underestimate what you would need to adjust when you introduce that. And as we showed, like it does still do very well, but you have to put the effort in to change those things and at least figure out what works, what doesn't, because it will be different. Yeah, you know. and that's just it. Like you buy a RTR and it's basically a generic rig that's going to work, you know, decent everywhere. And it's yeah. like guys that are drag racing and they buy a DR10 and they expect it to have perfectly straight passes right out of the box. And it's like, no, dude, like racing and like the majority of RC stuff, there's a lot of time that you got to spend with tuning. Not everything's going to be just dialed from the second you mm. throw it on the ground, you know, because they the people that engineer this stuff like they don't know where you drive like they don't know what scale accessories you're gonna throw on it or you know how much brass yeah. you're gonna put on it i mean <laughs> like the hard plastic and stuff like everybody bitched about that on the gatekeeper it's like well if you don't drive it like a basher it's fine you know yeah. like if, if if you you know take care of it and actually you know care about the longevity of it you're not gonna break and to this day i've only broken one piece of hard plastic and that was on the moon buggy it was a steering knuckle and that was just because it was wedged in the servo and it was stronger than the plastic and it was a cold day and i broke a knuckle but i mean that's it i've never broke axle housings i've never broken anything you know i don't know it's like anything man you know take care of it and it'll take care of you yeah definitely people don't grasp that <laughs> yeah anyways though yeah i mean that's that's kind of my summary of the ecto it's it's a fun truck yeah very i don't know if you had anything to add to that no no i think it's a win for them definitely they're catching some heat over the color but whatever i mean that's such a stupid thing to complain about because everybody's gonna put something else on it to begin with anyways yeah the scooters got asked a really good question about this he said in your opinion what would have been a good color for the rtr ecto seems like the yellow one is getting a lot of hater spilled on it um which i i i it wasn't on our thread, so I didn't find it. But Brad um, from Associated and Element, he he explained pretty plainly why they went with the yellow, and it was you know data based, which made sense. Um, and in all fairness, I think the the reception of it has actually not been as terrible as it seemed in the get go. Um, but I, I think that if they would have made it any other color, like I said, I, I, the yellow is kind of growing on me now, but if they were to make it any other color, I think 
honestly like the olive drab or like a dark oh my god yeah would have looked yep. so good it would have been perfect like if i were to change one thing on the ecto if i got one that's what i would change is i would totally do it like that and you know like, it, like we talked about kind of do like, like do the white ae side door decals and everything it would yeah look, olive drab with some white decals yeah would it would have looked so good i know that i think there's a, a bit of an opinion out there that the the sort of old-timey like military builds are a bit played out and i don't necessarily disagree but that would have been a pretty badass rtr for sure so. i i think that at some point we're gonna just have to get a spare body and do it i i just it's too hard to resist not doing it. It it, it looks so it, good, and I I really think that that would probably even help him sell some rigs. It is definitely it, it is definitely a cool platform for like a barn find style build, which is cool because that's what the box is. Yeah, you know, it was a barn, and I have yet to take pictures of it. I still I need to do all that. About, but forgot all about that. Brad, yeah. yeah, really cool box that came with it. Um, I don't know where Brad said it, but one of the things that he brought up somewhere was that after doing some research with like the older like power wagons and willies and stuff i guess the yellow was a pretty popular color back in the day for vehicles like that and that was part of the decision making process behind that right and i yeah that makes a lot of sense i think that's what i was trying to refer to was there's that so and i get that for sure so yeah i mean I definitely wouldn't say that on that front it's a miss, but I think the green would have been just home run. Um, it just it all of that stuff would be so hard to decide on. Like all of it, <laughs> it's such really a gamble. pivotal decisions. You know, it's like trying to honestly. I I imagine a similar conversation happened with maybe even like the trail runner deciding to make it white instead of like a gray or something. Like you know that they have sort of gotten a reputation for having like the forerunners and stuff you know feel like everybody who has a forerunner either has a white or a gray one you know yeah true you know same goes which for the looks Tacomas really good definitely but so what i was oh, go ahead i'm no, I was just saying but i imagine that was a similar conversation what got me was the trail walker that light blue i didn't think that would go over i mean I feel bad criticizing choices like that because I know it's not something they take lightly and you're not going to make everybody happy. But I, I thought personally, when I saw the yellow Ecto, I thought that was way less risky than that light blue really? that did the trail walker on. I, I, didn't I don't so. like blue to begin with. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm just not a blue guy. And for whatever reason, I thought that that would have caught way more hate, but I didn't think so. Didn't. I think that that color was really at home with that on that body. I think, yeah. in, in truth, I can't really imagine a different color they could have put on on there, and it would have looked. I as think good. that red they did the Sendero HD in would have been a cool one. Yeah, but then red they couldn't have done like the red the for the Sendero HD. Yeah, which is a darker red than the body we did that we gave away. I I wonder who ended up with that thing. I yeah, we never saw that. Picture. Yeah. No, no pictures of it popped up or anything. I don't know. Hopefully whoever got it liked it. I put a lot of a lot, <laughs> a lot of effort lot of into it. Yeah, a lot of yeah, time I tried to make one. it as cool as I could and went with like a super <laughs> like cherry red on it with black everything else. Yeah. Yeah, reach out if you guys have that. I'll have to see. Maybe make a yeah, it was fun doing that. 
But yeah. Um, what else did we want to get into before questions here? We covered filming. Um, not a lot of... Did, did we cover the Traxxas Bronco last time? Oh, that's a great question. Did we? I don't know. Oh my god, I can't believe it. I think we did a little bit because did I say my piece about it coming in a little late after everybody was doing the... Yeah, I think we did talk about that because I remember talking about the new Bright and then talking about seeing one of the Broncos in person. I think we did cover that actually. Uh, Let's see. I'm checking right now to see if I can find an article that gives me a like timestamp. Either way, it turned out cool. It, it is. Looks nice. It is neat. I cannot. The red one's way cool. Yeah, I cannot get in line for. I mean, five. Oh, is it? It's oh. expensive. It is so much money. <laughs> Do you see that their drag cars five hundred bucks? No. slash drag car. Dude, that thing better come with like spinners on its wheels. There's some new technology that went into it, I guess, but like... Technology that people are just going to take out. Well, yeah, but like what pissed me off was like their so-called transmission brake, which is the same setup they did with their TQ radio with the funny car, where basically you just flip a switch and it's wide open instead of pulling the trigger. Like, it's just kind of like... Okay, so that whole thing, yeah. They're taking some of the skill out of it, but, I mean, that's also like adding stability management. Well, it's not... That's not terribly uncommon in drag racing now. I think what I was doing with our mode on the Sanwas was kind of like a happy medium, but there were a lot of people who just wired stuff up to just straight up like via switch. Just toggle. switch, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, not to be that guy, but I at least, <laughs> I at least made mine into some sort of like faux transmission. Well, and supposedly people are with the what Macklin stuff, they're able to get that same effect with the ESC now. Yeah, with the software, which is wild. Yeah. I hope it doesn't go too. I, I don't know. It already I mean, is. I, it already is. I, I like the whole idea of throttle control and I, a little more driver skill. I really do. So I, Colin, brought one of his drag tires the other day to work, and I, they were like these Proline reactions, and I grabbed them, and my like, I'm like prying my finger off it. That's so dumb. The sauce dude. game, like the sauce just... game, is already so bad. I mean, at least our stuff wasn't a sauce; it was just a cleaner. Like you just wipe your tires off with it to get the dirt off. But yeah, like, uh, dude, just drag racing has turned into everything that I hated. It was like the shark bodies is when I started hating on it. And then they went away, and then I got a little bit happy. I was like, all right, cool. You know, we're keeping them looking like real cars at least. That's good. And then it's just turned into regular RC racing where it's carbon chassis and tire warmers like, you know, people are doing with eight-scale buggies and with touring cars. And it's just – it lost all of its, like, throw it down and try and handle – the power it's it's lost all of that and i'm just completely not interested anymore like i sold the 13.5 car before i ever even got to drive it um dan wilson at vanquish bought it and then uh i'm still trying to get rid of the four five car 
I mean, it's I, I liked going to like the school down the street with Jared and just hanging out and, you know, messing around, racing each other. That was fun, but not enough to where it's like, you know, I'm going to hang on to like a $600 car, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just silly. That's it. They've gone too far with it. But anywho. Yeah. Too far, way too fast. Yeah. Anywho, but yeah, back to the point. There's a yeah, there's a TRX4 Bronco out there now, and it's $550. But the body is really cool looking. Yeah, they did a nice job. They've actually hit the mark pretty good on all their licensed bodies. They have, but I mean... This that, is the Bronco we so had, the money. 80s one, was like... I don't know. I, I think it was like four or 500 bucks too, but I mean... That was when they kind of first came out. I mean, it was Ford's licensing is not cheap. Yeah. And it, in their defense, like it looked like a hard body, like that thing straight up looked like a hard body. Even their, even their new one, honestly, even looks like a hard body. Like I'm happy they did the four door and didn't just do two door. So it's like the new brights. I, I agree. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah we did talk about that because we talked about the lighting kits and we talked about their new winch and all the tracks as accessories we did mm-hmm. i don't remember any of that okay i guess it has been two weeks or so i don't know maybe i'm making stuff up though too you never know with me hmm. i am old <laughs> i think adam's dead are you still with us bud i'm sorry i'm still with you you're just sitting here listening like what travis usually does while you and i ramble Pretty much. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're such inconsiderate pricks. No, not at all. <laughs> we are. And we're unoriginal, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, doubleheader. Um, yeah, I can probably get into questions unless there's anything that... Unless Adam had any, uh, any other topics he wanted to bring up. Uh, no, not really. I mean... That's really the only stuff that's come out lately. Um, I need to do your yeah. stuff tomorrow for your trip. Get that mailed down to you. I leave Saturday. Ah, fuck. Shoot. I mean, great. <laughs> <laughs> Typical fashion. Always late to the party. No, oh, it's okay. I'm sorry, dude. No, it's all good. We still got Axial Fest coming up in California. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I still haven't seen it. I saw a thing on Badlands again. Nothing on the California one still. That's so funny. Which I, I think we I, talked about that last time too. Yeah, I still have my opinions or my theories on you know what's going on, but uh, like I said, I think it has something to do with the fact that you know California and um, our lovely governor, um, and I say that with all you know, kinds of sarcasticness. Um, <laughs> Governor Newsom, he, uh, you know, he keeps doing whatever the hell he wants to do and changes like, oh, we're going to do this and we're going to open here. No, no, we're not. No, we're not listening to what the guidelines are. So I think it's one of those people are still kind of like freaked out because they don't know what's going to happen. So I don't think they totally, you know, push they're, that one. They're playing it's, it safe is what they're doing. Yeah, because like you know, they don't want a bunch of upset fans and this, that, and the other. If something does happen, but the way I'm looking at it is this: 
my first Axial Fest was in 2014, and I think there was a total of like 350 people there. If there, I mean, if this is something that brings back like that amount of numbers, it's going to be insane because I remember when it was super small. So if it does bring it back like that, you know, that'll be kind of cool because, you know, you're not going to have the chaos like we'd get towards, you know, like the year was a 2018, oh. 2000 people, you know, so they got 2017 and 18 were big. Oh, yeah. So, um, what else? Uh, I did talk to Thomas from MKS today. He's coming out to Axial Fest. Oh, nice. So I'll get to I see him. I did a bomber after. for him and I'd never have seen it. I didn't even know he owned a bomber. Yeah, I did a MKS, like Stars and Stripes, like USA themed bomber wrap for him. And I never saw it. Hmm. Interesting. Who knows? It'll probably pop up. I remember doing one for RC Car Action Magazine, and I didn't see it for like a year. And then it finally just came out, and I was like, oh, they didn't just throw it away. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's funny. I haven't seen him since, I think it was the year 2017 he came out. So it's been a while. So it'll be cool. I think that Um, was the year I did it for him, actually, now that I think about it. Well, he didn't have a car there because he borrowed Tim Smith's car. Weird. Because Travis is the one that set all that up. And it was funny, too, because I, I'll never forget that. Because he goes, man, this car's a hunk of junk. And um, Tim's like, oh, yeah, that's my loaner. <laughs> Rad. <laughs> I was like, the, oh, okay. The, the first impression mobile. <laughs> exactly. Dude, check out how bad our how awesome our servos are in this really bad vehicle. <laughs> exactly. That's funny. So I don't even know if I should share this story, but it all, it reminds me of like then when he came out, you know, uh following us, like he, you know, drove with us and then uh I forget what rig Elio was driving, but it one it was one of the ones when it had nothing but all stock electronics in it. And um Thomas gets like, you know, he does like 30 gates with it, you know, just driving along. And all of a sudden he was doing something and it flopped over and he goes to pick it up and he looks and he goes, what servo is this? And Elio's like, it's all stock. And he goes, you let me drive a vehicle without an MKS servo in it. What is wrong with you? I was (laughs) cracking up. I was like, oh yeah, that's a great way to impress our sponsors. Hashtag team driver. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, oh. it's always surprising the number of people that don't quite grasp how that works but really i mean unless you have a motorsports background or like racing background a lot of these people have no idea what it means so i guess it should oh, be a little slack i was cracking up um and then well it's funnier to hear him say it because he's from australia so that australian accent really oh really oh yeah I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Thomas Cook is from Australia. No kidding. I love listening to people with Australian accents talk. I had a buddy that I rode moto with that was from New Zealand. And, like, of, of course, the dude was just, like, male leading actor, handsome, and had the accent and a hot wife. And, like, you were just like, dude, this asshole was, like, born with everything. God damn it. Like, he was he was a cool guy though. 
but yeah, people like that. James Knight's wife is from Australia, actually, and listening to his British accent and her Australian accent when they talk together was kind of trippy. It's like you wonder what their kids sound like, you know? Yeah. Like what they hear at home. So, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be cool. Um, what else? Yeah, that's really about it. Um, I can't think of anything else that's going on. Well, that's too bad. Other than the fact that I'm leaving. You are. You're abandoning us. No, only for two weeks. That's an eternity. I can't believe we could go two weeks without recording a show. Oh, we've done it before for less <laughs> lame, for, or for more lame excuses. So my internet doesn't work. I'm too power tired. I'm too tired. Our power went out because we live in the 1800s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really, it, it, honestly, internet connection screws us over a lot on this show like it should not be as much of an issue as it is but it is we apologize for that like we don't have great providers which you would think like seattle being a major city there'd be some good stuff but like i live out in the boondocks and we just kind of take whatever we can get and we have this company called wave cable and like to give you an idea like their cable boxes are comcast's like leftovers and refurbished ones from like previous generation that's like the new stuff that we get wave, so wave was fine until i moved out i don't know what happened because i see when, the spinning wheel there, of death everywhere now when i was there it worked great and i don't know what changed after i left but i i've comcast here and generally that's been good except for the last like two weeks i've had nothing but issues um but it's weird. It's, you know you call them, what are they going to do? They're going to laugh. Yeah, I mean, they don't do anything. I mean, I don't know, like, really, I don't know, like, the the part that it struggles with the most seems to be Amazon Prime Video. Like, that's when I see, like, the spinning wheel of death the most is when I'm trying to watch Amazon. Yeah. Which makes no sense. but And it's that way on like every device that we have too. It's like it's that way in the living room. It's that way on my Xbox. I mean, it's just how it is. I don't know. Strange stuff. I'll live with it for like a month and I can come out on my vacation and come fix it or something. Do you know how hard it'd be if we tried to keep this show completely RC talk? It would have been over by now. Dude, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I'm super guilty of just shooting off in other directions. I mean, now we're talking about internet connection. <laughs> so we should probably do questions, I guess, next. Squirrel. <laughs> yeah, we're ready for questions. All right. Um, yeah, Nick LaRusso, he says, after the SOR filming this past weekend, will Travis be starting a new career as a videographer? Also, I'm envious of your call spots. No, I will not. <laughs> I definitely not. If there was someone that we knew outside of the two of us that could do it better than I can, then we would just defer to that person. I think you do a good job, and I think it, I don't know, you have a lot of fun with it, and it's fun to watch you get into it. So I do enjoy I doing I, it. I like it. It's hard to do it when it's like, like everything else. I kind of have to make it work around nine to five, but, you know. Whatever. Yeah. So... I mean, other than that, I, I do enjoy it quite a bit. 
Um, yeah, and I, we we do have good crawl spots up here. I just I need to find more near me. But since I live like right next to the pass, I need to go give it a you know go give it a go and see what I can find. I just need to go exploring one day, and I have not worked out the motivation to do that. Um, another one from him. He says, "Do you think Axial will be announcing a new version of the ten three at Axial Fest, Badlands, or Donner?" No. I mean, I don't know. I just don't see it. If they do, it won't really be anything new. I like I said, I'm waiting for which uh, might be no shock but i'm waiting to see them revamp one of their other rigs you know whether it be the honcho deadbolt um you know i highly doubt the blazer but one of those two rigs i would not be surprised if that made its way onto the 10.3 platform um but being that the rift just came out i really don't see them really pushing anything too crazy um but could be wrong i'm gonna stand by my guess that it the next rig will be the UMG 10 or UMG six by six on the three platform. Really? Well, I the, the reason why is because the interior, like just all of a sudden mm. out of nowhere on a main, there's an interior available for the six by six. I don't know if they're just like getting way ahead of the curve with like, you know, accessories and stuff, you know, like they're doing with like their little package with like the tent and the other cool stuff. But the six by six was an RTR. It didn't come with an interior, just the 10 did. So I kind of have a feeling that if they're offering interior, we might see either a kit or RTR 10, three based UMG. That's my prediction. Interesting. All right. All based off of <laughs> wildly speculating based off of an interior that's available. Hmm. And we have one that we still have never driven. Yeah, that's true. And just build it up and sell it's what needs to happen. <laughs> um Scooter Scott. Oh, I asked that question already. Uh, Alex Sims. Suggestions for scale driver figures. I've got Harrison Ford from Blade Runner made by NECA. Kind of surprised you don't see RC companies selling them, or maybe I missed it. You didn't miss it. Somebody's missing the boat big time. And that is a good figure uh, choice, too. He did kind of miss it a little bit. He did? RC four-wheel drive came out with uh, scale drivers about three years ago, but I don't think they ever took off. Dude, and they were so they small. Then they disappeared. They were really little, and they were $30. Well, that, too. But they were small. They were like five inch or something like that. Like you'd put them in the D90. I remember seeing pictures of it and they were just tiny. Like it, it looked silly. And I think that's why they never took off. They looked like little kids. Hmm. Yeah. I don't have anything for you there. Someone needs to step up and do it, man. They're missing out. But I guess like his answer, like you said, um, that one's a pretty good one. Uh, I the one that I have that I like a lot um, is my Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Um, that one's pretty cool because uh, it doesn't look like you're, you know, Wrestling. naked and about to yeah. throw somebody on the mat. NECA has 
two characters from that the Divergent film series. Mm-hmm. And they're the Harrison Ford size, which is seven and a half, eight inches, which is like perfect size. That Harrison Ford one's perfect. I used him. I cut him in half to get it to fit, but I used him in the samurai build that we did, and it looked right at home. But yeah, NECA is the way to go. And that was James Knight that tipped me off on the NECA brand stuff. Yeah. Um, they have Westworld ones too. There's a couple normal looking ones from Westworld I, that are good ones. The other thing I used was, um, and I forget, I, I, I go on eBay and I look up certain figures and stuff and see what they got. Um, I was using a Arnold Schwarzenegger um from one of the terminators for like kind of like just like a shop guy because you know it wasn't necessarily a wrestler and it was kind of like dressed normal um i've also used some of the sons of anarchy guys um i think i used clay morrow as a driver in one of my rigs um oh that's right i had opie for a while and that was another good one i still have opie opie's my shop mechanic um that was never too wasn't it i think so and then what's another one? Oh, I have Chris Redfield. I don't know who that is. From Resident Evil. Oh, that's why I don't know what it is. So. Yeah, there's some good ones out there. It's like you, you always seem to end up having to like cut them in half or like heat their legs up with a heat gun to bend them or something. I like, unfortunately, the ones that are the right size are never like articulated enough to just fit normal in the interior. Yep. Which is sad. The things we complain about in this hobby. Not enough toy people. But really, now that we just rattled off like 10 good ones, I mean. There you go. That, that should give people some ideas, I think. Yeah, we did something helpful. Yeah, if you want to look, um, I'm trying to think. I think it's like House of, is it House of Toys or 1000 Toys or something. I don't know. I got to look. Drive me nuts. Um embarrassing fact i collect halo figurines um not surprised yeah i know they're all too small to use in anything so they just sit on a shelf (laughs) oh i was wrong man of action figures man of action it's almost like they're talking about you Man of action. Uh, Adam Dean, man of action. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, they got uh, G.I. Joe. They they break it down into like a bunch of different um, stuff. Yeah, they got a 118 scale diorama, 118 scale figurines, 16 scale figurines, superheroes, comic book characters, um, diecast Disney, G.I. Joe, games, horror, Lego, um, military. You just say uh, horror? Horror. Oh. Don't make me edit this show. Horror action figures. <laughs> God, you got my attention uh, super quick, too. Like, I was way too excited about that. Anyways. Um, track. Jesus Christ, guys. Come on. Star Trek, Star Wars. Wow, there's Big Bang Theory. Some figures. of the Star Wars ones are the right size. Bazinga. Yeah, I was gonna why say. would you have Big Bang Theory action? Like, who is their market? 
I have no idea. Oh, a wow. lot of dudes buying what's her name. A lot of Sheldons oh, in the Penny. crawling community. There are a lot of Sheldons missing from crawlers. Oh, they got some. Uh, they got um, musicians. They got a um, musical artist figures. You can get yourself an Ozzy. Do they have Lars? Because I will set that son of a bitch on fire. Tell us how you really feel. Sorry. I love Metallica. I really, I do like Metallica. Is that a Metallica shirt? Loser. <laughs> name three Name three songs if you like them so much, dude. I can name more than three. Probably not good ones. <laughs> All the good ones are on the first three albums. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Master of Puppets. Master of Puppets was a good album. That was my first CD ever. Was it really? Mine was Dr. Dre, The Chronic. But yeah, my first uh, my first CD was Metallica, <laughs> uh, Master of Puppets. Then I got Ride the Lightning. I think Ride but, the Lightning was one of the last albums I bought from them. I, I was weird for a while and like thought that newer albums were better than older ones and so i glossed over a lot of older ones and didn't realize what i was missing look they got a freddie mercury huge demand for that one don't (laughs) (laughs) Uh, damn it travis (laughs) no not god damn it me Okay, so real quickly, so we so we can so so we can move on. Did you still want me to name three songs? No. <laughs> okay. No one else does either. I think Metallica just sucks instead. Yeah. <laughs> you guys always hate on my musical interests. I like. Really. I like. You've you've shared some good bands with me. I like Metallica. Preload. Yeah. I agree. Preload. Pre Saint Anger. Pre Black Album. Oh yeah. I, I do like the Black Album. I do know that was a very controversial one because that's supposedly when they went mainstream. I liked it too. I do like that album. Yeah, it's good. It's good. For uh, some reason, a lot of these action figures that they have for the musical ones, they're all the pop rocks. Oh. Hmm. With the big old giant heads. Yeah. There's weird Look, demand, a, and the, you can get a King Diamond Classic Edition. That would be great, actually. That would be cool. Or is that a Funko Pop one? No, that's a actual one. Dude, their headquarters is what here in Everett, Trav. Yeah, I've been there. Haven't you been? That there? place is yeah, it's yeah, yeah. freaking amazing. I didn't know it was like their corporate headquarters though, but it's oh yeah, they're based here. Pretty rad, like <laughs> Disneyland type props and stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the place is pretty yeah, rad. I actually should probably stop doing this because now it's like popping up like bands that I completely forgot about. <laughs> you can get a Pop Rocks Blink-182. Nevermore. That was way up there on my list. <laughs> oh, the conversation. just re- <laughs> That was the conversation that I was trying to... The- Avoid. Yeah, because yeah, actually, actually, yeah, because there's a lot of action figure choices we figured out. I can't remember the front name from the the front man's uh, from Blink One Eighty Two. What his name is? God damn it! There's Mark three of Hoppus. them. Mark Hoppus? No, is that is that who it is? No, yeah, Tom. Tom. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of Tom DeLonge. 
or Tom DeLonge. Yeah. yeah, he is the alien conspiracy guy that has Angel's airwaves now. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay. But That's Angel's right. airwaves isn't anything anymore. I thought. I don't know. I never listened to him, so I'm not sure. Uh, it still is, according well, according to Wikipedia. But I mean, that I is a shame. Anyways, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of earlier. Um, Stick to alien podcasts, Tom. Yeah, you're getting destroyed on Rogan again. Anyways, um, Alex, or no. Yeah, I'll ask you a second question. Alex, he says, <laughs> what kind of questions do you guys like answering on this podcast? Any. Ever been kicked out of a public place while crawling? Any ideas for crawling a crawling Monopoly game, the one where you draw different challenge cards at locations on the trail? I love that idea, that one that Chris Trudeau's working yeah, on. Yeah, that one's cool. I love that idea. Never been kicked out anywhere. What about you? Well, Adam has. I have, but it wasn't really a public place. Well, I guess you say it's a public place, but it was a state-owned park. Because you had, what, so, 125 people or something. You guys got booted. I was by myself. Oh, you were? I thought there was an event you guys went to and the ranger told everybody oh, had to leave. There was that one, too. And then there was so, a big fine issued and stuff. Yeah, 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 stuff yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We didn't get kicked out. So what happened was we had a get-together at Folsom Lake, and <laughs> the ranger came by and asked what this is. And we're like, oh, it's just a group of people that met. You know, we kind of like met up at the lake and we're going to go out running our cars. This looks like an organization to us. And it's like, mm, it's not an organization. There's, you know, we're just going to run our cars. <laughs> what does that mean? And, <laughs> and so he tried. So he, you know, wanted to know, you know, who the main whatever. So finally, uh, Chris Presswood stepped up and said, yeah, then I guess I would be the one who got did it all, you know, whatever. And they were going to start writing him a ticket. And uh, I forget who it was. I forget who stepped up. Somebody stepped up and said, are you serious? Did you realize that all these vehicles that are here just paid, you know, $13 for the day to be here? Do the math. There's over 60 vehicles here. And he kind of like stopped for a second, but still wrote the ticket anyways. But everybody kind of band together anyways and uh, pitched in and gave money to cover the God. ticket. So. The fun police shut it down. Yep. Ugh, stupid. Ranger Rick. Uh, um... I've never been kicked out of anywhere public while crawling, no. I've never been kicked out of anywhere. I have one Besides society. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I have once outside of a uh, Italian restaurant. Really? Yeah, I was shooting Nerf guns. Um, how old was I? I don't know, 16, 17. Well, that was stupid. Yeah, they came out of Jimmy's and told me to leave. And I agree it was stupid. But Nerf free its own. Their food is also stupid, so there you go. So Wow. Yeah, um, other than that, no. Um I don't chain smoke and leave stuff anywhere. So I mean that helps me honestly for a lot of the crawling spots here. God, that pisses me off so bad as people leaving cigarette butts or just smoking in general next to a big group of people. Yeah. That's honestly why I quit crawling with a lot of people around here is because I just don't want to be bathed in vape juice and cigarette smoke for eight hours. It's pretty impressive how people have mastered the art of driving with one hand and having a cigarette in the other. 
I know it. The things that people will do. <laughs> um, as far as the questions we like answering on the show, any we just like having them. We don't. There's two reasons why we like almost exclusively ask for questions. Is one that like we don't always have a lot going on topic wise, especially during the pandemic. Scale RC has been kind of in a weird place. I think if you listen to a lot of the earlier shows, especially like pre me, there were probably more topical discussions, but there was more of the world functioning at the time. Well, well we've gotten, everybody's gotten a lot busier with their daily lives no, too. So like true. getting out and crawling has gotten increasingly harder as we've, the three of us have become busier. Yeah. And so there's that on top of that, we just like interacting with people. So it's, it's fun to answer people's questions because it's in a way it's some of the conversations, you know, or some of the questions that people ask on here is the only direct correspondence we have with those people ever. So it's true, which is kind of weird to think about, but that is kind of the case. So that just, you know, there's an element of that that is kind of fun. So yeah, we just enjoy it because, you know, we're not, you know, we're not all high and mighty and, you know, have a show or whatever like that. There's a lot of people that listen to us that know us. And there's a lot of people who have gotten to know us through the show. There's definitely a, a very thin medium here. <laughs> very thin line. So yeah, people, you got You have to be kind of be acclimated to us anyways, to tolerate our silliness. So, Oh yeah. Um, Benjamin Doherty. I finally got a pronunciation for his name. I even wrote it in my notes this time so I wouldn't forget it. Um, he says, it's not, yeah, a pat on the back. It's not really scale related, but why are the bigger scale trucks motors lower KV than like the 10th scale? For instance, Traxxas Slash has a 3600 KV, but my Creighton 6S, I just got, Jesus Christ, I just got is a 2050 KV and my X-Max is a one, uh, is a 1275 KV. Why? The bigger the scale, the lower the KV. Love the show. Keep it up. Thank you. Because the bigger the scale, typically you have higher voltage batteries that you're using. And so that's making up for the RPMs. Your KVs, you know, what is it? Kilovolts. It's a a revolution per kilovolt that it gets. And I guess that's the way that they rate them versus just doing turns which makes brushed motors so easy to understand versus kv with brushless i guess it's that time of the year again where we maybe need to have a in-depth discussion about motors maybe that's you know you know who we should have back on the show to talk to about all that is ty yeah yeah it's probably due to have ty back on the show again he's a good source information for that plus he's fun to talk to (laughs) that's true um yeah, we'll we'll have to go more in depth on this at some point, but essentially what what Jay said, yes. Um, <laughs> Chris Trudeau, another motor question: five fifty can versus five forty can brushed machine wound fixed end bell. What's the advantages? Thinking about swapping a five fifty Holmes in my Trail King. Oh, he has one too. That's now two people I know with a Trail King. Me too. Crazy. Anyways, oh. his actual question. Um. I, I don't know. I I thought about this because I saw that question earlier. So I guess I'll go first. Um, the fixed can 
you know, fixed end belt, you can't rebuild them. So that's the big thing there, you know, with the exposed end belt, you can replace the brushes and things like that versus, you know, like a stock axial motor, you can't do that with. Um, so as far as like 550 goes, I, I honestly, I don't know, I, I can't tell the difference. I mean, I've ran small, you know, a regular size can and I've ran a 550 can and I, you know, there, there's no discernible difference that I can tell. So who knows? I, I have no idea there, but, um, the things I look for in a brushed motor is definitely, you know, being able to rebuild it. So as, as far as like machine wound versus hand wound, it's exactly what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. So you're going to pay a little bit more for hand wound. But even then, like, I, I don't think anybody's going to notice the difference. That would I mean, be, I, I think, I back in the day. Back in the day, maybe. Not now. Not in crawling. I don't think so. Yeah, personally. I mean, the, I I could tell the difference between Tekken's 30-turn hand-wound versus a 35-turn just, you know, machine-wound yeah. one. The 30-turn hand-wound was a little bit faster. It had a little bit more wheel speed. Oh, and yeah. that, that was really the only difference that I could tell. Mm -hmm. And I, I think most people are probably in the same boat where, you know, honestly, like I, I feel like the average dude just isn't going to be in able this, to tell the difference. In this discipline, I think the margin of difference is very small. Back in the days of, I mean, hell, even, you know, 12 to 15 years ago when in the actual like racing discipline, it was a much larger issue. Um, because of just the way the technology was at the time and where people were essentially tending to their brushed motors between every run. Um, God, that would suck. Yeah. Yeah. It, we got in at a great time. So yeah, I think in crawling, I don't, I don't know if you've really got much to gain in, in any of that area. I, I think honestly, I do notice a big difference though, between the five slots and the three slots. That is yeah. one thing that I... I can definitely tell the difference there, but that's really. I would, about yeah, it. I would just focus on overall spec. If you're looking at something like a 550 can or 540, or you know, a hand wound versus machine wound, I think you're. Um, I'm not saying it's a waste of time, but you're you're in the rabbit hole a little bit. You are in an area where there's significantly less to gain. If that makes sense, so that's yeah. kind of the way I would approach it. Adam, do you concur? I concur. Sick. All right. Um, Travis Angle, he says, what is your guy's uh, preferred winch? Scale, internal spool, homemade with a bobbin? Comp answers and trail answers would be cool. Thanks. Thank you. So my answer to this one is it really depends on the build. Um if you're going for super scale, you're going to want some sort of winch on the front of the vehicle, meaning like something you can, you know, physically, you know, see up there. Um, like I typically would go with like the RC four wheel drive worn, um, just because it's an actual mm. winch that is pretty decent, um, and works pretty well for being like, you know, a, I'm trying to think of the word, like it kind of like 
cheesy looking winch, I guess you can say like something that actually looks like a real winch, you know, yeah. and it actually has some, unlike the three M or was not three M the three racing or whatever. Uh, that one sucks. Looks good, but sucks. <laughs> um, but the problem that I've always had with actually mounting the winch to the front bumper is the fact that you lose like for most of the most like aftermarket bumpers, the mounting hardware it sits back so you got to push the bumper forward which now you've ruined your approach angle so my typical go-to would be some sort of a servo winch whether that be something you make yourself uh whether it's a version that you buy um online or from a store uh that's typically a nicer option just because you can still have that winch look so like let's say you have a bumper and you put just the fair lead on the front then it kind of looks like an off-road uh aftermarket bumper that you got and like most of them it's hidden so you don't see it and you know you still have a winch plus they're typically a lot stronger than like the uh the rc four-wheel drive worn winch um and actually because i was kind of like looking around uh for kind of like ideas i guess or supplies to make your own um servo winch if you type up type in servo winch on eBay, there's actually a kit. I think it's like 25 bucks. That's the servo, the spool, and the line, I believe. And it's like a whole DIY make your own servo winch thing. I like servo winches. I like being able to hide them. I think is the big thing. Like, I think if I had a real vehicle with a winch, I would do my best to have it hidden somewhere, you know, and just have like the fair lead and the shackles sticking out of the end of it. But I don't know. I mean, there's some rigs that I like them on. Like I have a worn on my OG SCX 10 and uh, it's got a Jeep JK body on it and it looks pretty normal on there. But for other stuff like let's say i don't know like the toyotas and stuff that i've built lately i feel like it'd look out of place so i don't know my go-to is normally making a servo winch that's that's what i prefer just for the hidden aspect of it and how strong and fast they can be yeah and travis travis doesn't own a winch yeah uh, my favorite answer is there is no winch that i like <laughs> in all seriousness yeah. the worn ones are cool um they're cool to mount they're cool to leave there they're cool to never use um they look nice they look nice yeah i i i love the way they look on vehicles i don't like using them um uh, i get the appeal that appeal is just not for me so that's kind of my thing just funny because i think they're fun to use when no one's watching you I, by yourself and can't be made fun of <laughs> yeah i mean it's not even that it's just it's it's i i guess i rarely am out there crawling to just go crawl especially like you know there's always kind of a purpose so for me unless you know that one time where we were videoing and it's in the video like it's i'm kind of just i've got an agenda yeah but yeah oh wait you do have a winch you have a winch on your bronco yeah i forgot yeah, about that. I, I have them yeah I, for, I I lied. <laughs> um, Paul Schulman, he says, what is the best tip for you looking for used rigs? Don't. Yeah, let's not just say don't. 
if it's dirty, don't buy it because it is not going to be well maintained. Yeah. If if somebody posts something for sale and it's super clean and like well taken care of, then go for it. But honestly, I would stay away from unless it's something with a really elaborate metal cage or something. I wouldn't buy something used. Unless ever. it's on, yeah. Honestly, it's something. Unless it's something like a one-off, and this sounds dumb to say, but like we sell stuff every once in a while. We'll sell our old rigs. And at least part of the appeal there is that we've got, you know, the one thing that you know we might have done to it that was kind of special. But other than that, and like a lot of other people, like there's some people who sell like some pretty badass rigs out there that were kind of like one-off deals. And so those I can kind of understand. Otherwise, yeah, I just I just wouldn't. I mean, in, in truth, to get into the, the game now, I'm not saying that he's asking this question because of money, but it's you don't really have to spend a lot of money to get into the game anymore. Yeah, RTRs are so good now. It's kind of amazing actually of like of all of RC how reasonably priced scale RC is to be able to just jump in and have fun. That's something we haven't really talked about actually because like it's significantly cheaper to get into and have a good time than anything like racing flying boating whatever it is you know like you can get an rtr of like any caliber and go out to a place like the slab and probably have a good time you know you don't need anything special yeah if you think scale rc is expensive um (laughs) (laughs) price out a one eighth scale buggy kit um to give you an idea a nitro one eighth scale buggy and their prices have actually come down a lot, but Kyosha was always notoriously one of the most expensive, a nitro kit. So this is no engine, no servos, no nothing, 700 bucks just for a kit. So it, yeah, what you're saying comparatively scale is way less money. Me as a sponsored driver in 2017, on like a pretty decent setup. A racing almost every two weeks, I probably spent close to ten grand. That year. Yeah, yeah, easily. And I'm and I'm on the light side. Yeah, and then it's like, and you can't run it anywhere. You know, it's like there's got to be a track close by, and you know, it's. I mean, it. There's a lot of consumable parts on them versus crawlers. Like, race cars get blown out super fast compared to scale rigs, depending on how you drive. So. Yeah, I mean, really, comparatively, this is pretty darn cheap. Yeah. Um, Brad Geck, who was the clown that picked yellow? <laughs> His name started with a B. And that's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Was that the last question? It was, actually. (laughs) What what about, did you get the Patreon ones, too? Uh, Yes, we didn't have many. They just don't care. It's because we haven't given anything away yet, which we we really need to figure out what we're going to do to give away the Enduro 24, because it's done and ready to go. Haven't we talked about this? I don't know. Like we, I mean, what are we going to do? Like, are, aren't we going to do what we decide? We're going to do a banner contest and whoever wins gets the 24. Is that what we decided? Or am I just making stuff up again? 
You're ma- I think you're making stuff up again. I think we did. I think you're confusing with like the last episode we recorded. Somebody asked about a, a banner contest, like to get their rig up. And I think that's what you're kind of. We kind of, we tailed. Yeah. We sort of tailed off of that, but I mean, like, should we do that to give some incentive for just a super sick scale photo? Like no bench shots, no people in it or anything. It's got to be a perspective shot. Like give us your absolute best scale shot and whichever one gets the most votes gets the rig. Should we just do that and call it a day? I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I honest to God, I don't really know how to do it. Otherwise, like there's, you know, yeah. I, I don't necessarily like the, you know, follow us and tag five friends and have them follow yeah. us. And, you know, like some of that is so much work and it's just it, like, I know that always puts me off and I just apart, don't want to do it. Apart from, well, it always sounds like a scam, honestly, but um, yeah, apart true. from just straight up just doing a random number picker, I think that's the best way. Yeah. Yeah. I would rather get like more engagement from people and give somebody some recognition for working for it. You know, like I, I kind of like that aspect of it versus just leaving it all completely up to chance. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So do we, should I make that post tomorrow and get some like photos and stuff and. Yes. Okay. I'll yes. do that. Yeah. Let's do that. Cool. Okay. Handled. Sick. All right. There we go. See, we solved something. That is spectacular at 10 o'clock at night. We do got to start the patron build at some point. Yeah, I know it. Do we I, even remember what we're doing with it now? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I do have a question mark about the tires, though, because I feel like they're going to be too wide for the wheels that we got. So. Got it. I'm going to mount one up. I I think we may end up having to go with some smaller tires, but that's okay. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. Cool. Okay. Well then great. Yeah. Other than that, then we didn't have anything else uh, for the show. So yeah, we're at a good time. So we can, we can end it here. Yeah. Like the Patreon one, I think we decided it's going to be sand. We don't know if it'll be matte or gloss. We've got, we have every single part for it, but a servo, um, Okay. I, have, I have the servo. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to mail you the car to put the servo in. Okay. I'm kidding. Or do you want me to mail you the servo? <laughs> you could just mail me the servo. But I okay. honestly, I feel bad asking anything of you because I completely dropped the ball on getting your shit done so that it looks I don't care. For I, don't, I don't care. Dude, I feel I bad, care. though. Like, I've still got your license plates that Chris got you sitting here in an envelope on my table. Like, I just I feel bad. I need to send you some stuff. Okay. Um, like I said, okay. So what I'm just gonna say is you'll receive the servo within two weeks because when I get back, I'll get it up there. I won't have it built in time by then, so just take your time. <laughs> There's no rush. We st- evidently we still got to figure out tires, so we're good. Cool. I thought we talked about the um, the Mickey Thompsons. I did, but then we got the element ones because I can't remember why. I think it was because they were inexpensive and we were kind of at that point in time, we were blowing our budget kind of. And so now I'm sure we have, I haven't checked what our Patreon balance is, but I'm sure we have enough to get 
whatever tires so we can get the Mickey Thompsons. Cause I had ended up buying like a ARB fridge and ARB lights. And like, I, I actually made some special like ARB edition decals to put on it. So I guess it kind of turned into sort of a ARB theme build. It's got an ARB diff cover. And so I don't know, it'll have some cool scale stuff on it. Cool. Okay. As I just keep rambling as we already agreed to stop recording. <laughs> That's all good. Oh, we're yeah. so bad, dude. My God, we're talkers. It's terrible. That's good, though. That's I mean, why we have a podcast. better than being not talkers. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I just still, I feel like we're like punishing people for being cool and listening to us. I, well, I they guess. Can turn it off anytime. I do it with Rogan constantly. So. Well, I guess my question is, so, Jay, do you talk to yourself while you're, like, throughout the day like this? I... I can't really say what I call myself because it's not PC anymore. No, don't make me but... edit any more than I have to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, um, no. On a daily basis, I call myself a derogatory name for doing something stupid almost every day. So, okay. Yeah, because I'm just dumb. God. So yeah, I talk to myself because I do stupid stuff. Hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, yeah, let's get out of here. I'll see you guys maybe next week. We need to figure that out still. Um, and I have a lot of work to catch up with you guys on for the show because I have been neglecting the patrons. So I will hopefully get caught up this week and do some cool things for you guys. So other than that, I'm out of here. See y'all. I will see you guys in two weeks. See ya.